Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often, they pushed themselves out of their comfort zone and took risks. We want to know about that decision point, why did they make that decision, and most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abracci Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior. And in it, we have a leadership model, Charge, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so excited to have Jalair Butler as our very special guest. Jalair is a proud native of the greater New Orleans area and a lover of all things New Orleans, including food, music, history, art, and the New Orleans Saints. It was there that she received her bachelor's degree in mass communications and sociology from Dillard University. After a brief stint in cable and local television, Jalair began a career in HR as an entry-level staffing associate. By building on current experience and taking risks to venture into new disciplines, geographies, and industries, she's developed a career as an HR executive. Jalair has demonstrated experience in performance consulting, change management, and all areas of talent management, including learning and development, succession planning, performance management, onboarding, and engagement. She's currently the Director of Leadership Development at Rollins Incorporated. She and her award-winning team are responsible for creating strategies and agile frameworks to develop leaders at all levels of the organization. Her fundamental belief is that by enabling the success of leaders, you can exponentially improve the lives of employees, and change the heart of organizations. So Jalair, we always like to start our podcast by asking what show, podcast, book, or blog do you go to when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking? Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. <clears throat> so for this one, I have to say um, three things. One is um, a morning devotional that I'm really big on. Um, I, I believe in developing your spirit and your inner consciousness. And for this year, 2020, for sure, um, you know, with all the stress and anxiety and negativity and grief that, you know, so many people are experiencing, if, if you're not centered and anchored, I think it's really hard to, react and respond, you know, from a really positive, healthy place and to stay in a positive, healthy place if you're not, you know, really centered and in control. So for me in the morning, just kind of having that time to get in balance and get centered is so critical for me. Um, also, for podcasts, I'm a big fan of Josh Burson. Um, you know, he's great thought leader in HR leadership, uh, work and such. Um, and what I really like about him is he's, you know, research-based. It's really good stuff, but research-based and he always gives you a lot of data. And I think for some of us who are, you know, in HR organization development, you know, sometimes 
we, you know, kind of come off as the squishy people, you know, with the the, the ideas. Um, but his is always, you know, so grounded by research. Um, and then the third one, I promise I'm not um, kissing up because you invited me on, but I love Recharge. It's my new favorite. Um, I love you guys in what you're doing. I think the format, super simple. I love it that you start with this question and then get into the decision and the action items. So I think that format is really easy. Once you start listening to, you know, the, the podcast, it's easy to kind of fall into it. So I've been really enjoying uh, catching up on you guys. You have such good guests and I think your exchange is really, really good between the two of you. So it's nice. Oh, Jalair, first of all, I appreciate the suck up and <laughs> hello. And once again, it's funny, la- I, we recorded one last week that will um, come out right before yours. And he said the book, of course, is The Way of the HR Warrior. And I said, how come other people haven't sucked up like this before? <laughs> and, and now you've taken it to another level. Like, why hasn't everyone said this in the beginning? Well, of course, your podcast, it goes without saying it's yours. And then, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I think you guys are getting better at casting. You're yeah, a- <laughs> <better> guest. <laughs> you know what? That is so, that could be the filter question, Kelly, of what's your favorite. And if they don't say our book or the podcast, Maybe you're not a guest. Maybe that's, <laughs> it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I like that. Uh, well, that's, I mean, of course, one of the reasons I'm so honored that you're talking to us is the suck up. No, I'm not. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> a few things, a few things that you mentioned or Kelly mentioned in the bio. And if you see it on our website, we say the exact same thing. And so these kind of great minds together is helping leaders can help employees' lives. And that simple tenet of if you have a better leader, they go home and, or their team is better off because they have a better leader. And Jalera and I know what it's like not to have good leaders. Right. And all that negatively impacts your life and how you dread going to work on Sunday. And so helping leaders make the best decisions and be the best leaders they can impacts, like you said, tenfold, twentyfold because of their team and then who they impact as well. So I love that that's in your bio and that's one of your one of your uh, major tenants in, in your life, as well as you talked about, and you're talking to a Libra here. So when you talk about balance and centered and anchored, I, how can you not really think that the fact that you knew that you needed that, Jalera, that, that morning centered, and mm-hmm. it's hard to throw someone off course when you're centered, when you're balanced, when your feet are firmly on the ground, it's hard then to push you over. And I know you've had a lot of stuff happen to you in 2020, including a pandemic baby. That's correct. <laughs> that is not I, was going to say, I think 2020, I mean, if there's anyone who's out there, who's like, Oh no, I haven't really been challenged at all. Like it's been great. I'm, I'm always one eyebrow up. I'm like, Hmm, really Pay attention. <laughs> Because I have. I've been challenged. You've had lots of challenges. Jalera was sharing with us before. We always have a little discussion with with people before the podcast starts. And, and Jalera has her second child coming. And, and she was joking with us that, like, I am that. I'm the pandemic baby. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not that the baby. Don't get me wrong. That's horrible. I don't, it wasn't the baby. It was just like, 
I'm a cliche, right? Like, yes, pandemic baby, really? A quarantine baby, yes. Quarantine baby, sorry. Is it called quarantine? Well, that's a whole other I don't know. I don't know, but that's what I'm calling it. Quarantine sounds like I'm going to quarantine your baby, though, or the pandemic. I don't know. We'll have to see. But anyway, she's having a 2020 baby. So congratulations, Jalair. And feel that I have to represent my son, even though he 1 million percent does not listen to this podcast, but he's a <laughs> Packer fan. I know how devoted Jalera is to her saints. I know yes. he was concerned this weekend over who's going to get home field advantage. I do not know. He was like Drew Brees is back. Jalera is passionate about her football. And I, I am. And what, what's the status right Green now? Bay, Green Bay, as of right now, this will all be settled by the time this, this will be settled. I think the Super Bowl will be done by the time yeah. this comes out. This doesn't come out until February. We're recording right before the holidays. And yeah. uh, so let's see predictions. So Jalera, that's my question. I'm not going to ask you anything about, let's just have this whole podcast be about football <laughs> predictions. And you could talk the entire time. Kelly and I will have nothing more to say because I think we're done. Besides being in love with Matt LaFleur, Kelly has nothing more to say about football. Is that correct, Kelly? That is correct. I don't even know what teams are still in play for playoff, uh, wild card. All I hear are the tweets of, you know, Green Bay basically got by by the skin of their teeth yesterday against the Panthers is what I've been told. So, okay. yes. So, yes, I know nothing except maybe – um, some decent looking coaches. That's yeah. It. So we got, we got a couple, we got the Rams coach and, yeah. uh, and the Packers coach, but other than that, Jalair, which Jalair is now almost vomiting from how little we know and how embarrassing <laughs> we are, uh, give us your prediction now. And then we'll know if it's true or not. Let's do this, Jalair, what you got for Super Bowl and what's going to happen. I have a repeat of yesterday's game. Uh, it will be my new Orleans saints. Uh-huh. Winning the NFC and okay. it will be the current champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. Representing the AFC. And we okay. had it. And it will be a really good game. So I won't predict because this one was really close. It came down to three points. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Saints. Okay. We had a Drew Brees who was just returning. Yes. And we had wide receivers coming off the practice squad, and it was still three points. Okay. I am feeling very confident that we're going to make a push to the playoffs. Yes. That we will square up again with the Kansas City Chiefs, and this time we will be the victor. Okay. All right. There There you have it. it. There you have it. For all the sports people. listen to our podcast zero this will be um, really funny when it airs yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first you hear it here first or last because the super bowl will be over by the time this plays so yeah <laughs> but maybe jaleer if it if it is this super bowl mm-hmm. we will push your because what is the super bowl like february 11th or something we'll push your episode earlier just to make you look amazing Oh, I know. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll play with that. We'll we'll figure out. We still have some play. So okay. thank you. Thank you, Jalea, for being here. And football is a very big part. I've known Jalea for a while and and uh, follow her on Instagram. And there's all I always know how the Saints are doing because I can see it <laughs> through Jalea's very excited uh postings or we'll do it next time. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Jalea. 
Uh, what? So now that we are no longer an ESPN uh, sportscast podcast, okay. um, what <laughs> is the, let's get back to the real thing. Uh, what is the decision that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are those charge qualities that help you make that decision? I'm so glad you asked that question, Carrie. So <laughs> for, for anyone who knows me, um, this is a little bit of a softball because 2015 was on record like the year of great change for me, right? So early March, um, I leave a company where I'd spent virtually you know, all of my professional career um, my role and about what 80% of my department and team were eliminated. Um, and I leave that organization in late March. I get married for the first time, um, after being in a long distance relationship. Um, in early April, I relocate from New Orleans to Atlanta for the second time. Um, to live with my husband, which will be my first time living with a man, different. Um, I am unemployed for the first time in my adult life. I am essentially a housewife, which rocks my complete identity as a career-driven professional. Um, Late April, get pregnant, which I was under the impression would be extremely difficult Now I'm, what, a month into marriage, and now I'm looking for a job, pregnant. In September, I start a new job in brand new industry. And December 31st, capped it all off by giving birth uh, to a baby boy. So when I tell you that I was stretched to the limits of my capacity to manage and navigate personal change in 2015, I absolutely positively was. Um, So when I look back at that year, though, it was things that happened prior to that that sort of set it all in motion. There were like a few key decisions that got me to that point, which obviously is is all about learning and expansion and growth anytime you go through that much change. Um, And the first of them was, you know, as I mentioned, like my role, um, you know, was being eliminated, but but rather, you know, it was being reimagined. Like the organization was kind of going in a different direction and they sort of wanted a different kind of talent and OD leader. And, you know, the determination was that, you know, I wasn't a good fit for that. And so I was, you know, sitting in the office of, you know, an executive at the company. And in this meeting, you know, I believe that, you know, the purpose was really to discuss my future and to see what opportunities might be in the organization um, that I could do, right? I I think the intention was to, to help me find another role. And, you know, I'm, you know, listening to this leader say, you know, I don't really sort of see you doing this, but, you know, I think you would be really great at sales. You know, you you speak very well. 
you know, you walk into a room, people notice you, you know, I think you would be better more in a sales consultant position. Now, I'm feeling and believing, you know, myself to be doing really well in this space of talent management and organization development. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a vulnerable point, right, in my, in my life and career. And I'm, I'm listening, you know, to this person say, you know, here's how I see you, right? And the thought is that you can obviously continue in this organization. And if you kind of go that path, because, you know, she wasn't the first person who had said that to me. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, if you go this path, it's certainly one that will be easier because it'll be carved out for you and kind of how other people see you. And so, you know, I had a choice to make. And so my decision was that I'm going to be who I believe myself to be. I'm going to bet on myself. I am not going to go down this path that you are suggesting. I'm, I'm going to, I know you don't see me this way, but here is how I see myself. And I think the lesson for me was, was super clear in that decision to walk away and to say, okay, you're going to, you know, look for another opportunity. You're going to find a place where you can do um, what you believe you're meant to do. Um, and the lesson for me is don't let anyone define your value. It's not up for discussion. It's not up for negotiation. It is yours to define and yours only. So that decision to walk away from that um, absolutely led me down a very different path in, in all ways to be who it is that I knew I could be despite of how other, despite how other people saw me. That, uh, well, I know the quote for the social media is don't let anyone define your value. That's, that's it. That's the quote for sure. What Jalaren having, that's quite a year for 2015. And we've had, and since you've listened to the podcast, you know, we've had people who have the kid, buy the house, rehab the house, start a company, leave a job. Like people tend to do these things, a lot of them all at one time, because it's just the way it happens. Mm -hmm. But you said something to bet on yourself. And I thought, where, Julia, if you look back, where did that confidence come from for you to sit there and and to listen to people who have known you for so long? Because you were at that company for 20? No, not 20 years. Was it 20 years? 15? Almost. Almost Yeah. I want to say like maybe 18. Wow. So uh, you're between 15 and 20 years, you're at this company and they're kind of telling you, you should probably go down this sales path. That's probably better. Where, where did this like bet on yourself come from? And this don't let anyone define your value. That's a choice, a ton of confidence. And where do you think that that came from for you? I I honestly think it it was a gradual development over time. I I truly believe, you know, in life it's it's like these little moments that add to to big moments. I will say, you know, my family and upbringing um, was was always without question to believe 
in my, in myself and, you know, to, you know, work really hard and you can do anything you want to do and you can believe anything you want to believe. And that was, that was the household. That was how I was raised. That was how I was brought up. I think when you enter the world, kind of get out there and you get knocked down a peg, mm-hmm. right? Who start to get into your head and cause you to doubt and, you know, question yourself. And so I, I absolutely know that I went through a period where, you know, you're trying to figure it out. And so people are saying, you know, oh, well, you should do this and you should do that. And, you know, you're kind of going with it. You're, you're, you're just trying things. And I think there's a little bit that comes from, you know, just maturity in um, trial and error, which is probably my my favorite approach to learning things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, that wasn't right. No, that wasn't right. But I I do believe this. This is why I I, I talked about the devotion earlier. Um, I think on the inside, we always know. I mm. do. Every time I've made a bad decision, every time I've regretted something, I can kick myself because I knew. And look at my four-year-old and I see how strong his intuition is. And I feel like it's my job to protect that because I think we all have it. It is just, do do we hone it? Do we develop it? Do we nurture it? Do we pay attention to it? So I think over time, I just got really good at listening to my gut and my intuition. And when I do, and oftentimes, I mean, you talk about principles, when I have the courage to listen to it um, and I'm really obedient to it, then no matter how hard or how difficult, the outcome is always the best. Um, So I, I think that's where it comes from, just learning to listen you know, to my, my, my intuition or my gut. That to be able, a couple things on that intuition. And thank you for sharing that because you are, when you said that, you know, you kind of know, you know, inside when you've made those decisions, every time I've made a bad hiring decision, I yeah. kind of look back and I'm like, I did have this moment, this gut, or when I thought I shouldn't trust that person, but I over, right. I overrode it, right? Because I'm like, no, they're blah, 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 blah. And then I get stabbed in the back. I'm like, damn, I knew it. Right. I knew it. It and you're like, there. I knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but for so many reasons. And I think that lesson that you, that you're trying to help you're making sure your, your son listens to that intuition, because if you look back as a child so many times you have this good intuition, but you absolutely don't have the language to articulate why you're a kid. You just know. Right. And, and, exactly. and what do adults do? Well, I don't understand why. What's the data? Well, you're an eight-year-old. You don't really have the data, but you know that something's wrong. And so how do adults, we help them and nurture that intuition, adding mm-hmm. some data later to your point with Josh Burson, it's so good to have the data. But how do we not shut it down right away and and nurture it, which is right. so wonderful that you're doing and listening to it. And as you get older, it's one of the beauties of getting older. You listen to that until you're like, it's good. I'm going to listen yeah. to it more and right. more, right. more and more. You mentioned courage. What are some of the other things that helped you with the decision making from the charge model? Um, I have to say resilience. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you know, that year, like I said, that, that was a year that completely stretched me. Um, because, you know, my, again, I am who I say I am. Right. But my identity was called into question a number of times. I, you know, like I said, going from a situation where, you know, I was always, you know, very independent, made a lot of decisions, you know, almost all the time in my career, I was traveling um, or relocating or moving somewhere. And so to be, you know, to have it all like come grinding to a, to a halt and, you know, like being unemployed and a housewife and like waiting for my husband to come home, <laughs> that, that took a little bit out. I had to adjust and, you know, going through opportunities when you're, when you're looking for a job, again, I had been in the company and making these different moves and opportunities were presenting themselves. So like finding myself like in the job market, you know, in a competitive Atlanta, Georgia, um, you know, again, was really sort of humbling. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, you are bumping up against six months pregnant. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, who is going to hire you? These are like, you know, the the voices, the naysayers, or like I, you know, that I always talk about that are, that are um, testing you all the time. And, you know, maybe just stop, maybe just, you know, give into it, wait a while, maybe you'll like, you know, staying at home. And maybe this is all about that, you know, but again, I knew that that was really my fear that was talking. I knew that was coming from a place of fear and no good decisions come out of that. So it's like, okay, this will be the best test ever. I think you need to push through this because if you do find the employer, the organization, you work for a person who will hire you six months, imagine what that's going to be. I mean, this is a person who, you know, is going to be supportive of your journey, of your transition back into the workplace. You know that this is going to be an open environment, um, you know, that's going to be encouraging, certainly one that's supportive of women and women in leadership. So look at it this way, you know, this is, this is your time to really sort of truly test and evaluate. So I think just pushing through the fear, pushing through the doubt, the uncertainty, the 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 challenge to you know again who you think you are, um, that resilience I think was also really important for me in that year and a big lesson learned. Wow, and I think that reframe, Jalera, that you said about being pregnant, because you could easily, like you mentioned, the fear is what makes some pretty bad decisions when you make decisions based out of fear. Mm-hmm. And for you, it could have been really easy. And most people would have agreed with you. Oh, it's too hard to you're six months pregnant. Don't worry about it. You're never going to find a company. But to use it as a way of filtering the right company, because we mm-hmm. talk so much about culture fit being the most important thing. And boy, did you say, if you're going to hire me now, because yeah. I'm not hiding it. I'm six months pregnant, so you can see it. And 
if you accept me the way I am right now, wow, you're in it with me. And what a great decision-making filter for you to make sure you find the right company. Mm -hmm. That was such an amazing reframe. What you already gave our listeners some tips, but what are the very specific actions you would do? Because many people, as you well know, in 2020, um, are looking at maybe new jobs or out of work because they wanted to. And like you, your job was eliminated um, and it was a shock to the system. So what advice do you have for people going through what you've been through, Jalair? I, I'd say the first part is just getting that clarity within yourself. Um, and, you know, if you're early in career, uh, that might look like defining you know, um, what your priorities are, your strengths, what roles you want to play, you know, what's really important to you. And certainly, you know, over time, it's about revisiting that on a regular basis. Like, what are your, what are your priorities? What are those roles that are really important to you? Um, you know, what's your purpose? What are you, what are you trying to achieve? And I think some of that, you know, requires reflection, um, certainly it requires reflection and kind of, you know, sitting with it a little bit. So I, I, I'm a big proponent of take the time, do whatever it is you do. If it's, you know, whiteboarding or, you know, if it's journaling or, you know, looking and seeking out inspiration and then just kind of, you know, sitting with it. I think number one is just get clear about your priorities because often they do change. You know, there's, there's some things that we do in our lives that serve us for a period of time and we're ready for, you know, something else. So I think that's number one is defining and redefining, you know, who you are, who you want to be, what's your purpose. Um, The second thing, I I would also say, listen to others, because it is important. I think sometimes, you know, you, you kind of say, oh, you know, I think I might want to do this. I think you got to have you like your, your trusted crew who, you know, will be honest with you and who will, you know, tell you. So certainly listening to others, but, but it's your decision at the end of the day. I think number two is, like I said, I, I think it's betting on yourself is that somewhere in your life when you make those kinds of decisions, it does require risk. Um, you know, and you and I both know that there's some people who, you know, have a higher, um, what is it, propensity for risk than others. Yeah. Some people they need to be much more calculated, but I, I cannot think of, of any sort of fundamental decision that will not require risk. And if you haven't taken any lately, then I I think you're doing yourself a disservice and and probably not evolving um, to truest potential. So I think that's the second part is like, look for those areas where you, you need to take more risk in your life. Um, and then I think number three, which was huge for me in 2015, 2016 and beyond is to tap into, you know, your support system. Um, when your identity is called into question, when, you know, you're faced with significant challenge, when, um, sometimes those, those negative voices in your head and that fear, sometimes it, it really is, you know, too much for us to overcome on our own. And I think along the way, if you look at it, um, there are people in your life who are really critical 
and have been um, supportive of you and who are kind of in it with you. I think it's good in that in that first step when you're kind of defining and redefining, take note of those people and tap into them along the way when you get the challenge. They're the people who are going to give you the support. I mean, it's 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 about you, but I don't think anybody does it on their own. So I think, you know, tapping into your support system on a regular basis is 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 just a really good healthy idea. Oh, those are such beautiful actions. Literally, I'm not exaggerating, brought a tear to my eye when you say bet on yourself and just knowing what you've been through and all your actions that you just summarized are so beautiful. And speaking of risk, I know Kelly is one of the least risk taking, that's hard to say, (laughs) risk taking person. Um, She happened to partner with a business partner, me, who is not like that. But I know Kelly, that what Jalair said about risk, I'm sure really spoke to you and betting on yourself. And if you're not taking that risk, you're not evolving. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. And it was funny because when you said some might need to take more calculated risks, I'm like, she knows who she's got on the phone today or on the call today. She knows who she's talking to. Because well, I am there's a spectrum. It's Carrie, then it's me, then it's you, right? Like I'm no right. Carrie. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. We do cover, we do cover pretty much every every type of risk and risk averse with the three of us. You are somewhere in like a, you know, in the doctor's office when they say they have a little smiley face on your pain. That's right. Level. <laughs> yeah. You could just say, what's your risk level? I'd have a little picture of Kelly, a picture of Jalera, and then a picture of me. I like that. That's, you know what? Yeah. First of all, no one steal that idea. That's we're going to trade on that. Yeah. <laughs> if I only had a team for all the ideas I had that could execute <laughs> on them, but that's, that's one, Jalera, we're going to have to think about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Absolutely. But it was funny in preparation for, for our conversation today, Jill, I was looking back to one of my last conversations with you, which was on um, November 19th, 2014. And the reason why I say that is because I was part of that. And so was Carrie, um, the decisions that that company made that completely altered what I thought we had was just an amazing team. Um, we were based all over the United States and we executed on things like no other team could. I really believe it was like lightning in a bottle. And I was totally devastated emotionally, just a disaster because it was coming off the heels of having found out that our entire, everything I sort of knew about, to your point, your profession and how you define yourself is being kind of thrown into question. Not mm-hmm. to mention what I considered to be my family, which was all of you um, and right. all my team members. and. You know, you got, you, you know, you and Carrie were very, very kind to, you know, say check, you know, check in and say, you know, call me when you need me. And July, I think I called you the next day or something. Mm-hmm. And you had said, Ke- Kelly, listen to me, because I was like hysterical. Um, <laughs> and you said, don't let anyone dictate your value. And so when you said, don't let anyone define your value, it was like, I was, you know, it just the irony of that statement and how true to life that was if you even could recall six years ago saying that to me and now flash forward right I don't but I remember talking to you but I don't remember like literally what I said yeah and I wrote it down because it was so profound because it was what I used to really guide me in looking for other positions and finding out you know and just centering myself and realizing 
you know, I don't have to do what this company is suggesting that I do, which was think for 60% of the time, um, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. So it was that in, in being vulnerable with your, yourself enough to be able to cry and let people know that you're struggling and that you're not doing well and you need to pick me up or you need a friend or you need help or whatever it is were, was something that really resonated with me. And I think for a lot of people who through 2020, as you mentioned, are going through changes of them themselves, some of them expected, some of them not expected. In many cases, some that were not really um, favorable for an individual person or a family. And so when you are feeling at that point, I love the wisdom in what you, you know, offer in terms of having clarity for yourself and sitting down and really thinking about what's important for you. Listening to others and having a personal board of directors, as Carrie likes to call it, but your team, your squad, your tribe, whatever, really help facilitate. What am I thinking? You know, what am I missing? Am I thinking correctly? Is there anything that you would do that I, you know, I haven't proposed? Um, Tapping into that support system, and then of course betting on yourself and allowing yourself the chance to do something that may be uncomfortable. But if you're Mm -hmm. not comfortable, or if, if you're not uncomfortable. And as Carrie will often say to me, if you're not ready to throw up and vomit over, over something, right. <laughs> it may not be the right decision for you because you want to push yourself and you want to learn more and be better and do more than perhaps you've had the opportunity to do in the past. So, um, Jalair, I mean, just such eloquent, beautiful words of wisdom from you. Um, and again, I, I take this back to you know 2014 when we were going through some of the toughest stuff professionally I've ever gone through in my life. Um, you and Carrie were there to support me. So I, I just am so tremendously grateful. Um, and I know that that is something that you, you know, you live, you live by. So thank you so much for sharing that. And is there anything else that you'd like to be able to um, share with our audience? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm like incredibly honored. Like as I'm listening to you say that, like it's, it's, to me, it's such an honor to kind of have these these moments with people that you, you know, you don't really know, like the impact that you're having. Mm -hmm. I'm so honored by you sharing that with me, you know, today. And the real honor of the day is to be invited as a guest on this podcast. Like I said, I think you guys are rocking it out doing, you know, amazing things. And I mean, just to be a part of this, I mean, honestly, I've been listening to the podcast and, you have some great folks on with some great experiences to share. And I think that you guys are putting great stuff out there. Well, thank you so much, Jalair. We're so grateful to have had you on our podcast. If you'd like to connect with Jalair, please feel free to do so. You can do so on LinkedIn at Jalair Butler. I will also include her contact information in the show notes that you can easily follow her and, uh, and acquaint yourself with her even further. So again, thank you, Jalair, so much for being on our podcast and for sharing your story and words of wisdom. We truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.